Vox Bus. And that is one of the things I really like about when we're away from each other. I feel you appreciate me more. And the things I do and what I bring to our relationship and my conversations and that when we have been away from each other for a while and yeah, even when it's just 24 hours, um, there's a renewed um, interest and appreciation for each other and that's uh, mutual. Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships, Let's Talk About It. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of time apart versus time together. What's healthy? Yeah, what's the good balance in a relationship? And I get to have a conversation with my wife about it because we've been navigating this for 25 years now and we're in a pretty good sweet spot when it comes to really balancing time apart and time together. So we have a discussion and talk about things that have worked for us, challenges that we've had in regards to it. We give examples that we do with time apart, how we feel about it, and what we do when we have time together. We really stress the importance of the time apart together, how the gap creates a spark and more passion comes to the relationship because we're learning things outside of the relationship and bringing that into the relationship from individual encounters that we're having just with ourselves or with other people. In our relationship, we discuss how trust is so important in that and we've had a lot of trust with each other to go out separately in the world. So I know that's not in the ball game for a lot of people, but hopefully with our conversation that you'll get a glimpse of how we became more comfortable in creating that environment of trust with each other. We need to be able to breathe. We need to be able to breathe outside the relationship and trust is a big deal to do that. Also, some of our time apart, uh, we discuss, I'm not gonna give you the details just yet, but we have a unique experience that occurs every year that gives us the opportunity to experience time apart from each other. And that all of this doesn't work for everybody. It's you gotta find your own balance and taking the risks and trying different things and giving feedback of what really works in your relationship for each other. There's different cycles that happens, of course, in the early on in the relationship, perhaps even in the parenting phase, how that changes time apart and time together empty nesters, that's the phase that we're in, has a whole different experience with time apart and time together. So there are many different cycles. And so some of the things that we talk about, you may not be in that phase, but hopefully you'll feel the intent of understanding the balance. So on another note, don't be shy. Go to my website, heartsharecounseling.com. Go to the podcast page and scroll down to the bottom and there's a button 
for you to click and leave a voicemail relationship question, a question that you would like to ask that I may answer on a future podcast. You have the option to put your first name in and the voice message will be played on a future podcast, or you have an option to let me know that you just want to be anonymous, and I will answer that question in that way. Okay, here we go. You get a glimpse into a conversation that my wife and I have on time apart first time together. I hope you get some inspiration to understand this more in your life and create that balance. Yeah, I want to go a little deeper into our conversations that we've been having as of late around spending time together or spending time apart that find balance in a couple's relationship. And you and I, just in the last few years, that's come to more of a focus because one, you've been more socially active. You've been more active with friends, uh, more active with social groups and some women gatherings that you do consistently. So that seems to be coming up that you're spending more time outside of our relationship than you have in many years. And it feels really good that you're doing that. Yeah, I I definitely think it correlates with our son moving away from home about three years ago. So um, I expanded my circles even more. Although I would say during his teenage years, I was already engaged in a lot of different women groups and taking workshops and educations. Yeah, because that's really balancing more of our time together as a couple than how we focused on as a family. So we're not doing that splitting up time and and navigating so much time as family as you and I are navigating as a couple. And there are so many couples that I see that, that this is a big issue for them. Trying to make time that they aren't making enough time for the feeding of the health of the couple's relationship and or at times too much time away and trying to figure out what's doing that in their relationship, whether it's because of work or one partner just wants to spend more time away and the other partner doesn't. And I don't think there's some magic formula to all of that. I think that when it works for both of the people in the relationship, that's when it works. Yeah, and it certainly is individual for each couple, um, what issues and stuff we have. I mean, we have gone through many different cycles. First of all, the dating cycle, when it was just the two of us and we had a lot of time and then becoming parents. And uh, that focus was just around that little guy. And then he was growing old and getting friends and freed up a little time for us. And then teenager freed up a lot of time. And now he's in college and we have so much more time mm. together. Yeah. The one thing that I would have liked to do differently that we talked about that we could have done differently is more couple time in the earlier years. And many parents go through that challenge about not spending a lot of couples, more couple time in their early part when they're raising kids. Yeah, that's true. And we were living so far away from family, so we couldn't really uh, get help from family to babysit. So um, 
we were just very focused on just being family and yeah. kind of forgot a bit to um, nourish our marriage. Yeah. And like a lot of young moms, you experienced it being very tired most of the day and and then wanting to have just couple time. You were exhausted if I came home from work and just wanted to spend some some time just with you. Yeah, I was very exhausted just being from uh, with Sando all day. And I loved being with him and I definitely did not want him in any institution. And also, I spend all the energy playing around with him. Yeah, and that's... Um, that's then the at way. night we just wanted to cuddle and sleep. Yeah, and that's what our roles were. Where I was working outside the home, you were staying with him in the home, homeschooling him. You had some side jobs here and there that you did from home, and some of your art. So mm-hmm. you were you were really busy. Yeah. But early on, some of our relationship atrophied because of that, and so we caught it and that was really good that we did and put attention and started spending quality time with each other. And it didn't have to just be, you know, these date nights. I know that couples want to have date nights and I think it's very important, but it's also small little times together, whether it's walks or just having tea out on the balcony by themselves or just strolling down the street and window shopping or something like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be a big outing even though making plans is very exciting. I know that when you make plans or I make plans for us, I look forward to it. And I think it's very good that couples make plans in the future to actually look forward knowing that they're going to spend couple time together. And I think it's a common misunderstanding that many couples at a time think that they should be spending all of their time together. They coupled up, they found their partner, and they should be spending almost all their time together. And if they're not, then that says something negative about that relationship. But it also shows a lot of insecurity if couples think that they should be spending all the time together. And maybe one or both partners may have a challenge for the other one to go outside the relationship for satisfaction. And even some couples have some agreements or rules around who they are going to spend time with, like even not spending time with the opposite sex socially. Yeah, and um, we actually had a friend, Bria, that was a single woman, and you and her hit it off and had so much fun together, and you would go out in town together on dates. Yeah. And I was fine with that. We still have our friend Bria. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> and, I mean, she would go on dates with me too. Yeah, right, that's the thing. I, to clarify, she would go on dates with you, she would go on dates with me because she was doing some things that you had no interest in doing, you know, of going out in, in some way. And Yeah, when I was hanging out with her, I brought Sander along as well. So it was like going out of town or some aspects of, um, you would say, just go out, go have a good time with Bria. And there was no insecurities there. You felt really safe. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. And that that's built, you know, I think it's so important that that's the element that couples have in is the trust and the security when the other one is going to do things outside the relationship, whether it's with other people or if it's a hobby or if it's a travel, that the other partner really trusts that that's what's just happening, that they're enhancing and bringing more life and passion to their experience so that they can bring it back also into the relationship. For many years, we've made arrangements because of how far 
the offices from home. It's a good almost hour drive that it started off where I would sleep in town at the time at my office. Uh, I had a blow up mattress in my closet and I brought it out and slept in the, in the office. And some of that was because of weather. Some of it was just because I was tired of driving back and forth four days a week. But that also got into, um, gave me a chance to also get together with some friends. I had a couple close friends that I would hang out with, sometimes sleep over their house. And that was really nourishing for me. Mm -hmm. I was really happy that you were hanging out with your friends weekly. I think that's such a, such a good idea. And um, I love that you were getting, you know, inspiration and getting your meal conversations in and I, I could just feel that when you would come home after that, you were so um, pumped up and mm. full of inspiration and laughter. And it was so fun hearing you talk about what you guys had been doing and talking about. And you had talked a lot. Yeah. Because a couple of friends I went out with, or still go out with, were men that really wanted to connect about their lives. And they were very involved and engaged in relationships in their own life. So we would exchange a lot of conversation, what was going on in, in our lives relationship-wise. It also gave me a wonderful chance to talk about our relationship and in a very positive way to actually you know, reinforce that and let them know what my life was in a a really positive way and say it out loud. Because a lot of times I think when partners are away from each other, most of the time when they're talking about their relationship, they're bitching about it. They're not reinforcing the appreciation of the relationship so as to put it out in the world and not just use it as a as a negative platform to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that is something I really appreciate about you and you have been such an inspiration mm -hmm. to me that you talk so highly about me to your friends mm. and they also inquire yeah. into me when when you speak positively about me and then you come home and you relate most of your conversations to me and it makes me feel so good that you speak so highly of me and it might even have been something that I wasn't aware of that you were seeing in me that you have discussed with your friends and then I get to hear their feedback too. And it's really, wow, inspiring. And it had made me feel really good and really seen and appreciated. And I can see or I sense from your friends when I meet them that they have more a sense of who I am and have more respect. And I'm in higher regards because of how positive you speak of me when you're mm. together with them. Mm. I love how you yeah. always weave me in to the conversations with your friends. Well, it, it's really sweet to have this like perspective when I'm not with you. And I want to look at it in a positive perspective. We talk about scanning for the positive and not just automatically going to complaints and negativity. So being able to do that with my friends and scan it in a very positive way, I get another perspective, maybe a deeper reflection about our relationship or a deeper appreciation in some ways and verbalize it to them and and have you in some way with me even when I'm not with you. So that's a, a sweet thing, not to just totally separate us when I'm apart. 
Yeah, I feel that when you come home and talk about this, I really feel that you brought me with you mm. in some way. Mm -hmm. And as you're saying, I think it's really sweet that then they're thinking about you, you're thinking about them, my friends. And so it makes it a lot easier to spend time away from you knowing that there's a connection between all of us through you know, what I share. And so that makes it even easier. It's not just totally separate that you get a way of connecting even with them when I'm talking about them and they're connecting with you when I'm talking about our relationship. Exactly. I actually feel more connected to your friends even though I don't get to see them much. Yeah. Hey, do you remember when I was like, hey, do you talk about me to your friends? You know, and you, you said... And I said, no, <laughs> I don't. I'm in the now and I'm just talking about what's up for us and in my life. I don't talk about you. I was like, what? You don't talk about me? Yeah, and you brought I, that to my attention. Yeah. And by you giving examples from your conversations with your friends where you talk about me, it inspired me to weave you into the conversations with my friends and make sure that I give them glimpses into my life with you and the person you are so they get to know you even though they rarely see you. Yeah. And I just think it's a positive thing to talk about you to other people in a positive way when I'm not around you. It just conditions me to appreciate and, you know, feel that connection, you know, even more. It makes it even deeper. But I want people to know the kind of special relationship and the things that we're going through and the challenges, and but in a, in a positive process of how we work some things through and not just, again, the complaining and the bitching and Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And also, I want to be more authentic. And it was really interesting when I began to speak about you to my friends, weave you in here and there. And I felt my authenticity was growing from that. And they also get a better picture of our relationship. And uh, why hide our relationship? And, you know, most of my friends they are my friends and we don't share them. So therefore, they don't really get to experience you hmm. in maybe in, in short moments if we bump into them to town or, yeah. or something. But um, I know that they also appreciate that I have deliberately spoken about you hmm. when we're there and uh, you've come alive to them that way. And I think it's also inspiring them to also do that in their relationships to us, to talk also about what's going on positive and in ways in their relationships so that we can get that and share that. Yes, exactly. And it, it also got me around to inquire about their partner and show a little interest there. And that way it deepened our friendships. Because yeah. I, when I work with couples and I hear one say, you never talk about me to your friends or your friends don't know that about us or I don't know that about your friends. And then that creates more alienation and that more suspicion and less trust. The other way cultivates trust. So it makes it easier for you and I to spend time away from each other because we know that there's an amount of safety or trust because of how we're talking about our relationship outside to other people and vice versa, how we're bringing in our experiences from them into our relationship. So it creates a lot of safety. Mm -hmm, exactly. I mean, definitely safety between you and I. 
And also safety, if you bump into one of my friends in the supermarket and you engage in a little right. conversation, they feel safe because I have talked about you to them. So they know that um, I have positive and highly regard for you. So so they're safe. They know there's nothing yeah. coming on at, at them. Yeah, I can you. feel it. There's times I see one of your friends in town and they're so they're so happy to see me and that maybe not that I have a lot of encounter with them at times. Some of your friends I, I haven't spent a lot of time with, but because of what you're sharing, I can feel their connection to me and their, their sweetness. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. They, yeah, they feel that they know you even mm. though they haven't spent so much time with you. Mm. And then there's that other end of the spectrum when people aren't spending that time outside of the relationship and feeding and foster their own interest and bringing that juice back in, in the relationship is when they're spending way too much time with each other. And maybe all of that time is not so enjoyable, but more of ob obligation. And then in some way they're becoming over dependent on each other, spending way too much time with each other. I see many couples and they talk about that there's not a whole lot new to talk about with each other. There's more irritation because they're on top of each other all the time, following each other around the house. You know, I have a, a couple couples that talk about how, yeah, you know, uh, I, I need room in the house. I don't want them in the kitchen because we're around each other all the time. Or couples that work together, they're around each other all the time. And sometimes what happens, they, even though they're around each other all the time, that's creating more and more distance because they don't have any juice to bring into the relationship to share. They don't talk about things that are inspiring. That little, we call it the gap that creates a spark. That's from my boy Greg LeBoy's book, Vital Signs. <laughs> he talks about, yeah, that we need this gap in order to spark up the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes, I so agree. It feels so enriching to be away from each other for a day or two days or, or more. And we do something that's a little unusual for most couple, and that is that I go away for two or three months a year every summer. I go to Denmark, and I've been doing that ever since Sander was little, and I brought him with me to spend time with my family and friends in Denmark. And you were perfectly fine with that at home here, taking care of home and cats. Yeah, when, when it's in the summertime, not the times in the wintertime, because that's hard with that wood stove and everything else. I did go away for some winters because I wanted Sander to experience all seasons in Denmark. So the first 10 years when I was homeschooling him, I could take him at different times of the year. So he got to experience all seasons in Europe. Yeah, that's really unique uh, for us when I tell people that, yeah, she's gone for two months. What? Two months? Three. Yeah, sometimes three. And they're like, how do you guys do that? Don't, isn't that hard? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely need this because um, growing up in Europe, I need to go back and get my cultural fix, preferably once a year. And uh, yeah, now I simply do it every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I come back so juiced and yeah. inspired from uh, being in Europe. Yeah, and now I absolutely don't want to live without that. So um, I gotta go every year. 
when I come back here, my English is rusty for the first two weeks. And when I'm in Denmark, my Danish is rusty for the first two weeks. But that's just a little added fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we used to communicate more when there was phones and not just uh, texting or apps and things like that. But when we had our landline, we, even though it's six hours away, we would make these scheduled phone times together. And it was sweet at times, but also times it was challenging because even though we made the time and the appointment, sometimes something came up where one of us wasn't as available. Yeah, well, I didn't really need to um, call you and check in about anything. I think it was more you who needed to call me and check in about stuff in the house if something wasn't functioning or something you couldn't <laughs> find or so. No. I wanted to check in with you, especially when you had times with Xander. I wanted to check in with him. Yeah. I think mostly you wanted to speak to Xander there, and he really wanted to speak to no, you. Yeah. But with with us, though, I was just saying that there were times where I would like look forward to that five o'clock time, but maybe like people make their scheduled phone times. Sometimes it's not the best moment. Something happens right before, and maybe you're not as present with each other. So we devised something different as technology grew with WhatsApp and we used WhatsApp with each other and send these long messages. Yeah, that fits us much better and then we can send the message when we have time and we can listen to it when we have time. Yeah, I think that has really shifted the time away when we spend, when we use that, that there doesn't feel like an obligation to speak face to face. Mm -hmm. And we still feel connected because we will, every few days, we'll send a message to each other. Yeah. And I think that probably I miss you a little more than you probably miss me when you're going to Denmark. Yeah, because I'm out there in the world, adventure and meeting people and so busy engaging there. And my day is more similar, you know, a little more rote because I'm home in the same environment and you're in a different environment. Yeah, you have the routines going and that. And you even have a little extra work taking on all my chores. Yeah, man. All that hanging of the laundry outside. Yeah, we don't have a dryer. She loves hanging laundry outside just for that fresh smell of sunshine. And that gap really creates the spark. So when we do see each other after that, it's fresh. And uh, we're excited to see each other. Almost we have to acclimate a little bit back because I was in my routine and Though some of my routines I really love having you around more because they're more, I would say, healthier nurturing. Because even though maybe I work out more or some things like that, having you around for nurturing connection, going out on the balcony and having a tea, coffee, or eating dinner out, I don't mm -hmm. do that on my own. Yeah, I like to break up the day with lots of little different things that um, let's go outside for a little bit or let's have tea or let's play a board game or right. let's talk a little bit, get yeah. away from the phones and let's walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, that gap, you know, what having some time to, I know having time to myself, I get to see my life differently and feel my life differently and really appreciate you more because you're not in it day to day when we're apart. And so there's greater appreciation. Exactly. 
And that is one of the things I really like about when we're away from each other. I feel you appreciate me more and the things I do and what I bring to our relationship and my conversations and that when we have been away from each other for a while and yeah, even when it's just 24 hours, there's a renewed um, interest and appreciation for each other and that's uh, mutual. Yeah. Because there's a renewal or regenerate. I know I get to regenerate being apart from you, even though there is some missing aspect of our life. There's this feeling, you know, get breathing again on my own in some way, not with somebody, even though it's just a important and wonderful aspect of my life is with you. Being able to feel myself as an individual is so important. So I bring that back to the relationship as an individual. Exactly. I need to feel all just by myself, independent, and not having to relate to someone or service someone or help someone. I just need to be me and feel that young independence again that I was used to in my younger life. And even if it's just for some hours or 24 hours or as when I'm in Denmark, three months. It's really lovely. I love being independent and on my own in between. And then I so appreciate being together with you and our togetherness. Yeah, I so appreciate and love we're in relationship. And that's when it works well is that balance because I, I tell couples, you know, it's it empowers you when you're spending that time just independently that it gives you back, you know, some aspect of control in your own environment and that you realize that you actually have a life beyond what you share with your partner. And sometimes partners have a hard time hearing that, that uh, they find it maybe threatening because they're afraid of their partner will maybe run away with somebody else or find something else more interesting than them. So I think a lot of times a lot of fear comes up with couples about, ooh, I don't want you to have too much of a good time without me because then you will start to want more of that. That will excite you more. You'll have, you're having a better time without me than you are perhaps with me. And that scares a lot of partners. And I'm glad that we don't have that. We actually encourage each other to really have a good time outside of our relationship. So I know when you're doing that, I don't feel the pressure of creating happiness for you all the time. Like you're doing that on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I have the need to go dancing and take workshops and go to a cafe with friends and just go to galleries alone or with friends. I, I'm curious about life and I like to be alone and uh, I like to meet strangers on the street or in stores and start conversations with them. And I like my alone time too, you know, and so that's a wonderful combination. It's challenging when one partner likes alone time and the other one doesn't. It can work only if they're fine with it. You know, that doesn't have to always match up like what we're talking about. We both like to have our separate alone times at times. And even when we're just home together here, we also can be alone together and that can be very relaxing and 
renewing that we um, respect each other's silences. You know, a lot of couples, when they're figuring out what to do when they're with each other in my office, the one thing that I actually emphasize that a lot of people don't talk about is actually bringing play in their connection. Like spend time playing with each other, be friends and play. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like the other day we were walking our usual walk up on the road with all the trees and all of a sudden I was just thinking, oh, Prebo, you're speaking so much. And I just started to answer you back in gibberish. I made up my own language. I just made it up because I like to tone and play with sounds anyway. And I was just like, why not do it now? And uh, so I just kept answering you back like it made no sense. Just funny language. And you were asking me some stuff and I kept saying just this gibberish. And then finally you hooked on to that. And we had this 10 minutes fun conversation that made no sense. Just playfully speaking gibberish and funny sounds to each other. And we were laughing and had so much fun. Yeah. Because I think that's the important part of a good partnership is that you don't have to do these external things always to bring fun or satisfaction, that you can find it in creative ways, just being with each other. And that was a way that we were just with each other walking down the road and we did it a really fun way, a little differently. And I was like, man, of course I want to like hang out with somebody that I'm having fun with. So that makes it beautiful. Yeah, exactly. I think it's important to surprise each other. And... Also, you know, sometimes where we could be out in town and we're window shopping and we will point out something unusual in a window, something we usually would not put attention to and then we'll point it out to each other and begin a conversation about that. I find that really fun Mm -hmm. when we do that on our dates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even seeing each other quickly is not that often, but when you're in town, if I can time it, that I can have a half hour break and just take a walk with you or have tea with you, meet you up real quickly if you're at a store and just say hi. So many couples don't do that and they can take advantage if they're not seeing each other for many days or spending quality time. They can do these quick things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Also, we have begun food shopping together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lately and that have actually turned out fun as well. Right. Instead of the old, in some of the old years, I remember that I was maybe exhausted from the day more and I would maybe sit out, sit in the... Yeah, the, you would sit in the cafeteria while I was doing the food shopping. Yeah, I'd look, doing emails or reading something or whatever. Yeah, so it was a little disconnecting. But now you actually join me and we divide up the shopping list and you... Go find your favorite things on the list. And yeah. and we have fun with that. And I cart the cart around. And then all of a sudden, you come around the corner from the back. And you come and tickle me. Well, yeah. It's those little encounters. And also, it's like a little satisfaction. All right, honey, what, what can I get? And I go find it. And I go bring it back. It's almost like, you know, go hunt the thing and bring it back. And just, just the way that th- that's a normal little aspect of our life. Why not share it instead of just kind of always doling out? Because there are partners that I hear um, very often. One of them is so tired of always doing 
the food shop and, and the other one says, well, I don't like doing it. It's, it's, it's also about spending just time together. It's an opportunity to spend time together. And I just want to also reiterate that when couples are doing routine things for their life, they're doing it together. They're sharing more of their life together, the burdens or the routine of their life together. And then it doesn't have to be so burdensome, especially if you're bringing more connection and appreciation and love and fun into those activities. And now that we are evolving to actually working together a little more, like with the podcast, not just doing some podcasts, but you help me with editing and ideas and workshops mm-hmm. we that we spend a lot of time back and forth about the podcast do. ideas yeah, yeah. Um, or the workshops that we develop and and so w- even though we're not working every day and every hour together like some couples that share a work together we spend more time working with each other but we're also having some good times with that we take breaks and really mm-hmm. nurture ourselves yeah since we're self-employed we can decide when we take the breaks and like, okay, now we need to banter a little bit around a board game yeah, and loosen up. Yeah. But a lot of couples, even if they are, if they are working independently, they don't do that. And we didn't do that so much up front. And so we decided to really change that and go for a walk or we would say when we would take a break, when we would have a board game. Yeah. I, I think it's so important to remember that there uh, Life is lived in the mundane things and daily tasks and daily life. And if we don't grab the moments that is there every day to add a little fun, a little humor, or a little unexpected deepness uh, to spice it up. Yeah. And we got to be creative and, and think about that and yeah. keep the fire alive that way. Especially the couples that, again, that when they're working together, if they're just always serious in their work mode, then they're going to see their partner just in that light and not see their partner as this creative, fun, romantic, even person. Mm, exactly. Oh, also much seriousness. It takes the energy down and, yeah, talking issues and problem solving and all that. Phew, it can be heavy energy and it got to be breaking up regularly and balanced with something silly, Mm. something joyful Mm -hmm. or fresh air in nature. And also something really deep and loving and connecting. You know, many times couples, especially young parents, when they're going out, a lot of their conversation is around the kids. Granted, they finally got some time together. I remember that we needed to address some things, just us. Yeah, we did that a lot too in the young years. <laughs> yeah. And then other times and when people go out, couples go out, they're talking all about their stresses of life and things that they're doing. They're not also bringing in just two people, you know, sharing a life together, but two individual people that have different interests, different dreams. I mean, when, when people meet, they bring their individual stories in and share and the other person is really interested in the person after a while the boredom sets in because as i talked about in the last podcast uh, about curiosity there's not more of that so it's really important when couples go out that they're really bringing in subjects and things to talk about that deepens their relationship and one good tool one good book actually that just recently came out is eight dates 
um, from John Gottman and his wife talk about different dates of different subjects that you can talk out, different questions that you can ask each other. So that's a, a great way to really bring much more depth in your conversation when you go out together. Yes, that is really great. So even just ask one unusual question, inquire into the past or even just from the day before and ask a question there. Like, did anyone say anything to you today that made you think deeper about it and bring up some other thoughts for you, for example? Or did you notice anything different today about your surroundings? Uh, yeah, I love when we ask questions like that, or, you know, do you feel that you grew from the experience that you had today? Or is there anything joyful that you want to share from an experience that you had or a conversation that you had? I so appreciate when you ask such questions. When I come home from my group gatherings or workshops, I really love that you inquire into it, and I prefer your questions. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's really important for the other partner when that one partner goes away, because when you go away and you do your thing, I think it's really important for me to be engaged and be curious about it instead of just waiting for you to tell me or just say, how was it? And not pay attention. Many people don't pay attention when they're even asking questions yeah, to their partner. Yeah, they just sit and look down the phone. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. So when you come home, I'm interested in in your experience. You were away from me. What did you experience? What did you learn? What, you know, what is there something that you want to bring back into the relationship that's actually going to stimulate my thought process or my feelings? Exactly. I love when I come home and you get up from the sofa and you come over and greet me and look me in the eye and it's like, did you have a good time? I want to hear about it. Shall we have a cup of tea? Mm, yeah. Those those moments are so vital when, when people break and, and come apart in just their day, not, not breakups or relationships. What is really vital is like when one leaves the house and then it's really, really important when you come home, how you connect and reunite. Um, and we talked about that years ago, how important it was for us that we, especially when one of us came home, that that we greeted the other person, that we greet each other with a hug, um, a sincere look, um, and not just wave from the sofa, hi, hon, you know, to help the other one bring in bags that they have from the car and so forth. That That's so welcoming and inviting that creates a connection in the first 10, 15 seconds will be in, inducive of what your relationship connection will be for hours after that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That first moment walking in the door and usually my greeting to you when you come home from work is, hey, lovey, welcome home. Mm, yeah. yeah. I love when you come home, <laughs> that you are coming home. So it is a welcome home. Yeah. I mean, you even made welcome home signs on our street in our neighborhood that mm -hmm. says welcome home and people love it coming home. It's a big thing after you've been out in the world. I know for me, I'm out in the world, I'm out in some stress and some chaos at times. It's lovely to come home to you and the caring environment and the nurturing environment. That's what home hopefully should be for people. So I really want to... Mm, encourage people to create 
that energy in their life for each other, a very welcoming environment for the other person to come home, not a jealous environment, not a critical environment, or not an aloof environment, but a connecting mm-hmm. one. Yeah, we are co-creating our home, and we get to influence what kind of energy do we want to have at home. And if we don't like it, we got to talk to each other about it, what little changes we need to make, how we want to be more seen or heard, or, yeah, we yeah. got to speak up and ask for what feels good to us and <sighs> co-create a safe and cozy and nurturing home. Yeah. So I know that I want to be at home, and that's the thing to think about. Do you want to be at home? Are you creating with your partner an environment that is all of that nurturing and, and cherishing and, and caring and loving and interesting environment so that you want to be home? Again, that's the flip side of people spending too much time apart. Sometimes they don't want to be at home because it's chaos, it's stress, it's disconnection. They don't like the environment. They don't feel comfortable at home. Mm-hmm. I know. Actually, our home is so cozy. It's almost too cozy <laughs> because we love being at home here, both yeah. of us. Yeah. Sometimes I really have to kick myself to get out of here and out into the world. But once I'm out there, it's a fun adventure out there anyway. So I encourage you all to really experiment with how that is with spending uh, time apart and time together. And the time apart You know, it doesn't have to always be equal and fair. Like it doesn't have to always have, I have a boy's night out and you have a girl's night out every week. That could be flexible, but it is really good when there is a balance in that. When Tuesday night is your time, whether it's you go out and the other person then has their time alone, they don't necessarily have to go out also. It's their time to rejuvenate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and partners are so different and so are you and I as well and you work four days a week uh, with lots of people so you get a lot of social energy that way and I work from home so I am more um, alone in my work but um I also have a ton of friends and I make gatherings in our homes for a lot of these friends and neighbors and strangers. And I love going to workshops and to all my groups and circles and that. So I go out a lot more than you. And I know my needs and I want my needs met. So I go out and I try to balance it with um, going out on nights when you're sleeping in town anyway. But it's not always like that. And last night it was Sunday night and I had my group and you got to just be at home and really enjoy this alone time at home. Do you ever think about when you, there's times where you have a few things during the week, maybe two or three things that you're going out without me. Do you ever think about like, hey, I wonder if people's gonna be okay with this or, you know, um, is it okay? Do you ever, does that ever no, go? No, <laughs> never. And I never worry about you. You're not asking permission. You don't have to ask for permission. I no. would never think of that. <laughs> no, I'm all checking yeah. with myself about what is my needs and, yeah. 
and what is my options and this. Well, I wouldn't say I, I disregard you at all. Of course, I check in with you so that I make sure that we have a lot of social times together too. So I try to make all my dates so it also fits with your schedule yeah. as much as possible. But our barometer of our relationship connection, we take care of and we communicate in different ways and we don't have to then do it through when one of us is going out. Like, uh, is it uncomfortable? Are you feeling insecure? Is this okay? You know, we do our barometer of where our relationship is and a connection in a different kind of communication. So that's why when one of us is making plans, we don't feel like, well, I wonder if this is going to be okay. Or oops, I went out last week. Are they going to be jealous or angry? That We don't do that. that that's not in our relationship. No. Yeah. So those of you that do, that means that more trust, more connection needs to be fostered. Maybe your own sense of empowerment and stepping into your own life and individuality. But at the same time, are you feeding your relationship so that your relationship can take that? And I think that that's, that balance, again, that we're talking about is so important. Feeding the relationship connection so that you can have really good alone time and different connections with other people and it be really cool and safe for the relationship and vice versa. The time that you're spending outside of the relationship is actually fueling the foundation, the positivity of the connection because you're bringing in those experiences and the novelty and the growth that you're experiencing as an individual and bring that back to the relationship. Mm -hmm. Being alive, living each our own lives, and together. Sweet. Thanks, love, for sharing this and people getting a little bit of a glimpse of how we've navigated that over the years and how important it is to have that, that balance. So thanks for having this conversation with me and connecting with me. And, and this is a way of spending time with you that's so sweet after our dinner and, and a different glimpse of how we interact. So thanks again for coming up to the studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my pleasure. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Auxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at auxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Auxbus. Auxbus.